Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 96, my top 10 most anticipated films of 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, of the north, south, east, and west, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypers on the 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yeah, this one is coming a lot later than I wanted, but yeah, we're finally getting around to talking about my top 10 most anticipated films of 2020. Now, at first, when I was like, you know, thinking about it off the top of my head, I was thinking 2020 really didn't have that many films I was interested in. I was thinking, yo, man, this is gonna, this might be a dead year for me. But as I started combing through the amount of films that was actually coming out this year and then did my blog post uh, films to look out for in 2020 which is a three-part blog series where I talk about films coming out between January and December I found out there was way more films I was interested in than I expected which is great for me because I thought there was going to be a number of blockbusters and certain you know uh, dramas and indie films I was interested in but there was so much more and that allowed me to readjust my list and I was like, yo, okay, this is actually pretty sweet. So I'm down. So I have my list now and I am going to talk about it, obviously. Now, I will also highlight a few special mentions towards the end, but without further ado, we're gonna jump into this thing and I'm gonna try and keep it as brief as possible because, you know, I don't wanna take up too much of your time. So at number 10, we have Top Gun Maverick. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest Top Gun fan. I got shown that film when I was in college by my tutor and for some reason it's really stuck with me since then. It's just a fun, dumb kind of movie that has like, you know, some memorable lines of dialogue, some really memorable music and some really fun performances, especially from uh, Tom Cruise. So when I found out that I was gonna be making a sequel, I was just like, uh, why? Every so often there's a film that uh, studios want to go about and make a sequel to or reboot and I'm just like just let it be and this one had been talked about for a good few years but then it started happening and I'm just like oh, I might just watch it and then they showed the trailer I'm like you know what this, uh, this could actually be fun it looks like they're tapping into those vibes that the original film had obviously it's taking place in the modern day and the filming techniques that they've done for the fighter jet scenes look way more intense and realistic and just Wow, way more cool than I ever could have expected. And Tom Cruise, while he's not exactly having like a renaissance of sorts, just because he's always doing such good work in the Mission Impossible films, I'm just willing to give him another chance, like, you know, in any new project he's working on. So I'm like, yo, let's see what's going on with this. It looks like fun. I'm also very curious to see what's going on with Val Kilmer in this film because as Iceman in the original, he was so fun. But obviously the guy's had health problems in recent years and he doesn't look as chipper as he used to so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with his character but I'm hoping that this new one is going to be fun alright at number 9 we have Dune now Dune is one of those sort of things where I don't really have too much knowledge or interest in this whole thing besides the fact that Denis Villeneuve is working on it and that's where I was just like oh okay well you have my attention now all I know about Dune is the fact that there was a 1984 film that came out that people didn't like. There was a miniseries which was apparently better but didn't have the budget to really show off what was working in the book. 
and obviously there's a book. Now, this new adaptation seems to be pulling in a buttload of actors and actresses all over the place. There is no um, trailer for it out yet, which is a shame because I would really like to know what this looks like. But again, the new Villeneuve has made some of the most interesting and engaging films I've seen in the last, like, you know, five to ten years. And while I don't love all of them, some of the films that he's made has always just kept me on the edge of my seat and kept me invested. Uh, like Sakari and Prisoners being two of my favorites, but I would say Blade Runner 2049 was the film where I'm just like, this is the one. I love that movie. My favorite film of 2017. So I'm very curious to see what he's going to do with this new one. And with a cast including Timothy Clement, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem, it's, it's insane. I want to know what this movie is and I really hope that it's good. At number 8 we have The Woman in the Window, a film I wasn't aware of its existence until I saw it recently. I saw a trailer and I was like, yo, I'm in. This is a very different role for Amy Adams, he just looks a lot more distraught and a little bit more disheveled than you know usual, but she's playing a lady who basically can't come outside, so she, she essentially befriends Julianne Moore's character, but then witnesses from like her window across the street. It looks like uh, Julianne Moore gets murdered, she calls the police only to find out that like Julianne Moore's character wasn't who she says she was, and that this wife is actually still alive, and then it's all just about this weird conspiracy trying to figure out the truth, and then the police questioning like you know this lady's um well amy adams like you know was it um you know mental frame of mind the trailer looks insane it looks creepy um there looks like there's all sorts of lies and deceit and like you know questioning your own like sanity and all that kind of stuff i love it it looks so creepy and it's directed by joe wright so i'm in this looks like fun and um i'm very curious to see how this film pans out and at number seven we have the way back also known as finding the way back although that sounds like a dumbass title anyway this film, again, I wasn't aware of until I saw a trailer for it recently, and I'm like, oh, okay, this looks like it could be pretty good. It's coming from director Gavin O'Connor, whose work I've really enjoyed, especially with Warrior and The Accountant, and it stars Ben Affleck. And he basically is a dude who used to be really good at basketball, but now he's struggling with alcoholism, so he decides to go and uh, teach basketball and then raise a team up and then try to find like you know this road to redemption essentially and the reason this trailer was so effective to me besides the really good use of music in there was the fact that seeing Ben Affleck in this role sort of mirrors like you know, a lot of the stories that we heard about him like a couple years ago where he had to check himself in rehab because he was actually struggling with alcoholism in real life so this is one of the sort of mirroring real life situations in film which just has me very intrigued and Ben Affleck when he's given the right material can be a stellar performer and I'm very curious to see how this film pans out because again the trailer is really effective and I want to see how you know emotionally engaged I will be because again with this sort of situation he's dealt with in the real world I feel like it will reverberate well into film if he you know channels like those uh, darker elements of his life and then you know puts it to screen that can make for some really good material and at number six we have Black Widow now this is a film that I have been looking forward to forever. If you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, then you'll know that when I started this podcast back in 2016, I made a podcast episode about Black Widow and saying whether it was too late for her to have her own movie because, you know, in 2016, we were finding out that Wonder Woman was going to have a film the year after that. And people have been asking, at least within the MCU fandom, for a Black Widow film since at least 2014 after Winter Soldier came out. And after Civil War, everyone was like, yo, where's her film at? But unfortunately, she wasn't, you know, put to good use yet. So 
now that the MCU is over, it feels kind of weird that like Black Widow is finally getting her film, but at the same time, I'm very happy and I'm very curious to see how it turns out. And that first trailer, while it didn't wow me, at the same time, there was aspects of it that gave me hope that this film would be everything I wanted it to be. A sort of action spy thriller with, you know, a sort of Jason Bourne kind of feel to it. It seems like, you know, Black Widow's on a mission. We find out a little bit more about her past and her family, and it looks pretty kick-ass. While there is certain elements that give me pause for concern, like some of the more bombastic CGI larger-than-life action sequences that I don't feel is necessary for this kind of character, at the same time, it looks pretty cool. I'm also questioning, like, you know, the look of um, Taskmaster because it ha that's a character that has a very distinctive look. And especially after seeing him in the PS4 Spider-Man game, I was just like, why not do that? But whatever. I'm hoping that the film is good. I'm hoping some kick-ass action, some really good character material, and the fact that they have Ra Rachel Weisz, who is one of my favorite people ever, and David Harbour in there. I'm like, yo, what's going on? So I hope, I hope to God that this is the film that I've been hoping for. Okay, at number five we have Antebellum, another film that I was not really aware of until I saw the trailer for it recently and then I was like, yo, let me see what's going on. Actually, the first thing that enticed me to this film was Janelle Monet. She's one of my favorite musicians ever and the fact that she's been really like doing well uh, entering the world of acting makes me very happy. But this trailer was just nuts. It was one minute and it just has all this really interesting, creepy and terrifying imagery of, you know, stuff that looks like, um, you know, black people in like uh, the cotton fields and then people getting taken, really crazy lighting, people looking shocked, people looking scared. I'm just like, yo, what is this? What is this? I'm confused. It's one of the most like um, teaser of teaser trailers I've seen, but I love it. I'm intrigued and I want to know more and I'm down. And the premise for this that I'm seeing on IMDb, it just tells you very little, but I'm very, you know, curious. It essentially goes like this. Successful author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. And that's all I need to know. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Gimme. So, yo, man, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, give it a watch. I think it could be something really interesting in 2020. At number four, we have Soul, which is the more interesting of the two Pixar films coming out this year. Now, I've got no beef with Onward, but it just doesn't look that captivating to me, whereas this... It ticks so many boxes for me. Firstly, this has like one of the most realistic looking, you know, uh, Pixar films I've seen so far. And I know that's one of the sort of things that people keep saying about Pixar for a while now. But every so often, every few years, they seem to outdo themselves with the amount of attention to detail that they have. Um, along with Toy Story 3 and Coco, these films are starting to get stupidly realistic for me and just that scene of like um, the main character walk through the streets playing on the uh, all the people playing the music and stuff I'm like yo this looks good and the way in which they've balanced like the realism with these sort of crazy shaped caricatured versions of their main characters it looks so good it's a wonderful meshing of those like different art styles but the story is what really intrigues me it happens to be about a musician who's lost his passion for music and then gets teleported out of his body and then has to find his way back with the help of another soul, essentially. And you have Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey in the main roles. And Jamie Foxx, when he's given the right material, can be stellar. And Tina Fey is one of my favorite funny women ever. So, like, I'm just like, yo, this seems like a good pairing. It has, like, that really solid, heartfelt stuff, especially in the trailer. But then at the last side of the trailer, it has that sort of trademark Pixar humor that's really good for, like, you know, uh, people of all ages. So I'm hoping it has that right kind of balance. 
I'm feeling like if this film is effective, it could be just as good as some of the best of the Pixar material, like the Toy Story films or Inside Out or Coco. You know what I'm saying. So this could be fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right, at number three, we happen to have A Quiet Place Part 2. Now, the first Quiet Place back in 2018 was one of my favorite films. I happened to watch it with a bunch of people from work, and it ended up being way more captivating than I expected. The core, like, idea of, you know, existing in a world which is overrun by aliens who can basically track you down by sound and you had to be very careful about like you know moving around that stuff was intriguing to me but seeing it play out in the film the way in which they utilize suspense tension and obviously the use of sound and the lack of sound led to some really good engaging material it was such a good movie so when i found out it was a sequel i'm like nah, you know I don't need one, but at the same time, I'm very curious to see where they go. So with this new trailer that came out not too long ago, I think it looks pretty cool. It seems like Emily Blunt and her kids are out exploring the world a little bit more, so we get to see a little bit more of what's going on in the world and how other humans are dealing with this. It looks a little bit more chaotic and crazier than before, and it looks like they're just going to face a whole load of additional challenges. Some of the stuff in that trailer looks insane, and obviously, like, um, Killian Murphy looks great. I love that guy, I love to see him in anything, so I'm just like, yo, it's my boy, what's up? So I'm hoping that this film, despite the fact that it looks a little bit more action-packed than before, doesn't lose that sense of tension and chaos that the first one had, so I'm very much looking forward to this one. Alright, at number two we have Tenet, a film that I was intrigued about but not overly hyped about until I saw the trailer and then I'm like, yo, okay what is this because i remember seeing the trailer myself after everybody else did because everyone was gushing about it. i'm like you know i'll still watch it i'm always down to see what's going on with christopher nolan i've seen most of his filmography save for like one film which i'm not going to tell you what it is but yeah he also made one of my all-time favorite films inception so i'm just like yo what's going on with this and then i saw that trailer my my reaction was pretty much something like this like you know i was like what what is this what does that even mean what what so i was very very hyped this film looks insane and essentially stars um, John David Washington, at least in the lead role, and it seemingly looks like he is a dude who's a spy who happens to be on a mission to try and prevent World War III. But the trailer is very aloof, it only presents you with a couple of ideas of what's going on. It looks like there's a lot of action, intrigue, people talking about things, and obviously time travel or time manipulation. There are certain moments in this film where you're just like, what? mine explosion i am very very curious to see how this pans out it looks crazy it looks just like okay you thought inception had like you know some crazy stuff going on in here let's go about and turn that up by like ten thousand. and then at number one we have my all-time favorite one which came out of nowhere promising young woman i was not aware of this film until i saw the trailer and then as soon as i saw it i'm like i'm in i'm in give me now I'm a fan of Kerry Mulligan. I've not seen most of the films that she's like, you know, critically lauded for, but I have seen the majority of her work and all of the stuff that I've seen her in is always very impressive. But this is a very different role for her. She's always quite nice in most of the film roles that she's taken, but this one, yo man, she's sinister. She's this crafty lady who seems to go about, you know, manipulating people and then just turning the tables. Yo, that trailer looks insane. I was captivated the entire way through and it also helps that it has a wonderful instrumental rendition of Britney Spears's Toxic. One of the most wonderful songs which admittedly is overplayed but this version of it was sexy as hell and this trailer just looks so intense and scary and I'm just very curious to see what she's going to do to these guys because the premise essentially features 
Kerry Mulligan is a young woman who was traumatized by a tragic event in her past, so she seeks out vengeance against the men who crossed her path. And I'm just so down for this because it really seems to speak to uh, issues that's going on in the world today, especially in the entertainment industry, talking about, like, you know, was it sexual misconduct between men and women and all that kind of stuff. But it looks intense. It looks like there's going to be a certain amount of press behind it, especially for, like, you know, was it the tractors of this kind of, like, uh, well, at least what's going on in the story. And I'm very curious to see how it pans out. I, I think it's going to be fun. And the fact that my boy Bo Burnham's in there, I was like, oh, it's my boy. I love to see that guy whenever he shows up. So I, I need to see this movie. It looks great. If you haven't seen the trailer for this, go out and watch it. I'm sure it will be on your anticipated list as well. I'm stupidly hyped for this movie. All right, and that is my top 10 list of films I'm looking forward to this year. I hope you find my list pretty good. I think there's a nice eclectic amount of films that are, you know, on the radar but not so much on the radar. And yeah, I really hope that they all pan out to be good. At least good to great. I feel like I've made some good choices. I just want to point out some special mentions here. Firstly, there's Last Night in Soho, which is the latest film from Edgar Wright. Details about it are scarce at the moment, but any film he makes, I will automatically see, so I'm down for that. Then there's Wendy. Um, which seems to be like a sort of Peter Pan prequel sort of following like you know is the events of the Lost Boys if you just watch the trailer for that it's made by the director who made uh, Beast of the Southern Wild it's very engaging looks dramatic and I'm very curious to see how that pans out then you have Wonder Woman 84 which I was down for a Wonder Woman sequel long before there was any trailer like uh, for the new one but this one looks pretty interesting I'm very curious to see how Steve Trevor came back and I'm just, I'm hoping that the villain's going to be better than the last one. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. And then you have In the Heights, which is this musical drama, which is done by John Cho, who did, like, the uh, Step Up movies and did Crazy Rich Asians. It looks pretty cool. It has music from Lin-Manuel Miranda. And this film wasn't on my radar at all, but it looks pretty captivating. And I hope that it's good. And finally, we have Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, I've never been the biggest of Bill and Ted fans, but... In the 90s, during like the late period, I found it re-watching like, you know, was it the films on TV and the awesome animated series that had that kick-ass theme song. For a little while, Bill and Ted was my thing. Like, you know, two, like, you know, was it dudes running around, time-traveling in like a phone box that was some crazy stuff. And hearing about this film actually being in existence, it feels so surreal after all the years of people saying, it might happen, we'd like to do it, but it actually is a thing. I'm really looking forward to seeing a trailer. I hope that it's good. And yeah, bring it on, I'm down. All right, and that will bring my episode to a close. What are your most anticipated films of this year? Let me know in the comment section below, and yeah, um, I will come out with some film reviews pretty soon, so look forward to them when they come. Thank you for listening, as always, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check me out on Twitter, where I am at hypersonic 55 or filmfocus55, or check out the blog hypersonic 55 wordpress.com where i do a lot of like you know film discussion on occasion and yeah make sure you're checking out the podcast on soundcloud and itunes so yeah that is me done for the time being thank you for listening again and until the next time this is the hypersonic 55 signing out peace